Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Good morning, all. This is Lou Weiss, and uh, Tim Grady is out on the road uh, trying to dig up some future stories, so he won't be with us today. Um, I'm sure we're going to miss him. Uh, Our guest today is uh, not, he's special, but he's a regular, so we give him uh, special courtesies, and that means that he gets to be on the show anytime he wants. Uh, Today we have Anthony Nieves, who is the uh, chair of the Institute of Supply Management for Non-Manufacturing Business Survey. So, uh, Anthony, how are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Not a problem. You you, you know, you do have, uh, what do they call them, people that uh, follow people? You've got you've got people that what's that groupies. So have you run across any of the groupies that we know about that you have? I have not, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll we'll leave it off the table for now, just in case your wife is listening. Anyhow, we have had uh, quite a run here with uh, ISM numbers over the last. Uh, 108 months, but more particularly the last uh, three or four, because I know that those numbers have drastically affected my business, All Metals and Forge Group, and uh, it's it's really running 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 good, and uh, you know we're thrilled to death. Uh, we have some tariff issues, but uh, we'll we'll work through those, I, I presume, at some point. But Anthony, before we start. Our show. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and you get to hear me all over again. Hold on, we'll be right back and see you on the other side. Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back. Hi, this is Lou Weiss. Some of you know me as Lou Weiss with the yellow jacket, but today I'm president of All Metals and Forge Group. We are proud and pleased to be the sponsors for Manufacturing Talk Radio and for WAM, Women and Manufacturing, since 2013. AMFG is an open-die forge facility and a producer of seamless rolled rings since 1972. Most of the metal families are available in our inventory for production to help keep down delivery times due to mill deliveries of raw stock. We also specialize in machined, large, and complex forged parts. So give us a look at steelforge.com, our website, or give us a call at 973-276-5000. Send us your inquiries, your drawings, and specifications. Our quoting turnaround time is usually less than 24 hours to help you get your job from your client. Give us a try. We're almost doing this 50 years of partnering with our clients. We'd like to partner with you as well. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Okay, we're now on the other side. Anthony Nieves, welcome welcome to the show, and thanks for being on. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, talk about the non-manufacturing report, the number 55.7. A little bit of a drop. Let's talk about that. 
Well, when you look at the composite index, it's down the 3.4 percentage points. And the four indexes that comprise that uh, business activity came down significantly, 7.4 percentage points to 56.5 from the 63.9. New orders down substantially as well, 6.2 percentage points to 57 from the 63.2. And surprising uh, for uh, this month, the employment index rose 2.5 percentage points to 56.1 from 53.6. So when you look at the report in totality across all the indexes and what's happening in the non-manufacturing sector, we've had this, as you mentioned earlier, Lou, we've had this growth that's just been nonstop, and this uh, train has stayed on the tracks, accelerating, and we weren't sure if it was going to possibly derail or meet some headwinds or have some kind of impediment. And the fearful thing uh, was that it would overheat. So what we've seen mm -hmm. this month is a little bit of cooling off here. It's just a cooling off. Right. We still have growth month to month uh, for the sector. Uh, you also touched on some of the uncertainty surrounding uh, the impact uh, and the potential impact of tariffs. And we've talked about that before on the show. And tariffs is something uh, that does have to be sorted out. Uh, we see that we don't have a agreement just yet, but we have an agreement, or we, we agree to have an agreement with the EU, which I think will bode well uh, down the road for the sector as well as for the total economy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, what's going to happen with China? Uh, are we going to get more broad base with these tariffs, or uh, is there going to uh, eventually be a cease to the saber rattling and maybe some uh, uh, agreement reached there as well? Uh, all of this is uh, helping to uh, uh, stifle, I think, uh, the growth uh, as fast as it's been in the past. I heard this morning uh, in a, a news report uh, about Trump uh, will continue his bashing of China economically with these tariffs. Now, I don't know if that's uh, just a scare tactic that he's trying to use for future negotiations, but uh, there's a big to-do happening in August. There's going to be public hearings uh, on the, the third tariff increase, which is going to come somewhere around August 23rd. So I, I, who could tell what's, what's really going on and what the real motives are? Uh, I know that uh, from our standpoint, our metals company, uh, we got less inquiries, less orders, but our sales went up huge. So what's happening is there seems to be a lot larger orders coming through, and I don't know if that's because they're concerned about tariffs and they want to buy extra uh, material to offset any possible future uh, tariff increases. It is, it is a dilemma, and uh, I'm not real optimistic about it. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head about the increase in the sales orders, the sales volume, and we've had comments come in uh, from our respondents uh, saying that there was forward buying happening, um, increase in order volume size, and that was on both sides from from the buy yeah. and the sell side as well as uh, the import and the export side in anticipation of uh, the implementation of potential tariffs uh, or when the date was coming in for the tariffs that were already implemented. 
the thing that we we all in the the money markets understand is that there's no winning with these tariffs. Uh, that's 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 true. I think you have a, it's a double-edged sword, though. So, not Correct. to look at it from a political standpoint, but protectionism doesn't work. But the trade deficit, where it was, apparently was not working either. Uh, so, if we have this economy as strong as it is today, and it could withstand maybe some changing environment as it relates to coming up with a balance or some something that's more conducive to uh, continued economic growth across the board, uh, time will tell what will be the right decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, like I said, uh, it, we're being uh, positively affected, and that could also have something to do with the oil and gas prices, which have been fluctuating from the high 60s to the high 70s over the last uh, month or so. Uh, for our particular purposes, we like to see high gas and oil prices because that means they're pumping more oil, which means they need more uh, maintenance, replacement parts, which is where All Metals and Forge Group comes into play. So, um, however, I don't know if everybody likes seeing three and a half dollar gas at the pump. Yeah, that's a great observation and one that correlates directly to a comment we received from one of our uh, respondents in the uh, mining industry, which is closely associated to uh, your industry. We look at it, uh, their their comment is specifically, tariffs continue to make steel pricing volatile. Crude oil has trended over $70 a barrel, which provides a bullish outlook for the duration of 2018. So to your point, the gas prices doesn't help the uh, consumer the end user out there at the pumps, but it does drive some positive impact for other industries such as yours and in the mining industry. Sure, sure. I think the only industry, and I think this was in a report of yours from a month or two ago, that the um, the, the fact that uh, all these, these prices are going up that actually uh, are helping uh, manufacturers and are not necessarily the uh, end user, the end customer. Uh, the steel industry is uh, flourishing. And even though they deny that they've been raising prices for six months, uh, there are definite signs that they have raised prices. And they're enjoying the uh, uh, increase of price, the prices on their raw material. It's so translating or transposing, yes, into what? We talked about this, I think, in the previous shows about the cost for a can of soda maybe going up 15 cents, 20 cents. And in a robust economy, how much is sales really going to decrease? The people that are and, you know, taking and, and consuming that, um, yeah. how much do they really curtail their spending habits when when things are going good. It's only when things aren't going good that we see the cutbacks and the cost savings implemented. That's true. And uh, I remember Wilbur Ross's uh, argument, uh, financial argument about, "Ah, it's only three, four cents a can. What's the big deal? Well, if you know how many cans they make, and I think it's something like 80 billion cans a year, you start 
figuring out the mathematics on that, you'll see it's a lot of money. But you're right. I think that the end user is going to spend money anyway. If he's got the money, he's going to spend it. The it's all about the discretionary spend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go a little deeper into uh, your report, even though it's got uh, some a little bit of sour note to it. Uh, I'm feeling comfortable because the numbers that you have been putting out uh, over the last couple of months aren't sustainable for a long period of time. Am I correct on that? Well, that, that's a that's a great observation. We have always thought how sustainable was this rate of growth and again, mm-hmm. not wanting to experience uh, an overheating in this economy, and that uh, we have to see what a trend makes here. Um, what is the trend? This is one month. Let's see uh, what it looks like going forward, uh, how we finish out the third and going into the fourth quarter. What's the fourth quarter going to look like? And I feel, as I mentioned earlier, and this is my, my personal thoughts on this, not necessarily uh, since we don't have the data uh, in the future here, um, that we'll get a little bit of sideways, maybe a little more a little growth uptick from month to month, but I feel that we won't really see that true trend of what's going to materialize until we hit the fall. Uh, we tend to, even though we have uh, seasonal adjustments here, we always have seen a lull in the summer months. Last month was mm-hmm. an exception. We kind of powered through it uh, last summer, which was surprising. And uh, right now, I think it's just this uh, cooling off period, and we'll see what happens going forward in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there is a, a lot of projects that are uh, beginning to come online uh, that uh, will be helpful to the country, uh, including uh, infrastructure redevelopment, construction, even though there are, short- there are shortages on construction uh, help. There's shortages in uh, transportation uh, personnel, truck drivers and such. Uh, So there are some real serious low-level problems that mass media or Main Street media doesn't talk about. And uh, that's one of the reasons why Tim Grady and I got into Manufacturing Talk Radio, and that's a reason why you put out your reports every month to inform people of of what's going on, because it's hard to believe what comes out of D.C. Well, I can say that with this report, uh, the eclectic composition of the non-manufacturing sector, the 18 industries and the various companies that comprise uh, the 18 industries, uh, these are folks that are right in the mix of things for their businesses and we ask them to report on what's going on in their businesses. And the, the the true value of this is that it's coming right back from companies that are representative of their contribution to GDP. And it's one of the first reports that comes out on a monthly basis, with the manufacturing being the first day of the month and non-manufacturing on the third day, business day of the month. And uh, it's right there at everyone's fingertips quicker than anything else. And it's it's real-time information. Sure, sure. I've been following your numbers for, I don't know, since 1960s. And I, I always found that the, the ISM numbers were pretty pretty accurate. And, and 
the fact that we've been we sell raw materials uh, and raw materials is a base commodity for manufacturing. Uh, our numbers always track your numbers, or your numbers track our numbers, whichever way you choose to uh, view it. But it's uh, it's always right on. It's always right on. We we in, we enjoy having this tool uh, for us to uh, follow. Oh, we appreciate that, and I can tell you that um, I remember I was part of the group. Uh, this was even the year before, a year prior to uh, chairing this business survey committee. I was involved with the folks that came up with the uh, uh, composite index for non-manufacturing. We didn't have one prior to 2008, and I looked at all the work that went into that. We had people, uh, practitioners. I was one that was involved as a practitioner. We had uh, people from the academe as well as uh, ISM spearheading it, and we went and looked back and did algorithms and looked at historical information to see how to get this composite index to track as close to the GDP. And that's why, as you look at it, uh, going back from that period of time to now, how it maps so closely is because of the indexes we use and the questions we ask and the uh, composition of our committee. Our committee members do great work in providing us this information. Absolutely. Uh, I remember back in the George W. days, he used to sit and wait for the report to come out at 10 o'clock on the first business day of the year, uh, first business day of the month, just to see what he had to, had to do in regards to his job. So uh, I heard that story, and I was very impressed with it. I'm glad he used the tool. I was going to say that um, ISM uh, looks at this as performing civil service, and, and I'm a volunteer for ISM. And when you look at um, the interaction that we have with the Federal Reserve and the Department of Commerce and the Council of Economic Advisors and the information and feedback and the work they put forth in helping us to come up with the best uh, re- report, structured, formatted report and information that we can share with our constituency, including the listeners of Manufacturing Talk Radio. And uh, we do know they listen. So what do, what do we got that you think is going to occur over the next uh, month or two uh, going into September? Uh, you gave us a little insight into that, but uh, we'd like to have a little bit more conversation on that in, in regards to uh, coming to a close on our uh, segment here. So, why? Well, that's a great, great question, and um, I like to look at. I've always said how employment goes. That's how this sector goes, and with that uptick mm-hmm. in employment at 56.1, leads me to believe is not only catching up with the past uh, capacity requirements and constraint, but also going forward as to what may be in the pipeline potentially and gearing up these companies and industries are gearing up for what is the, what the future has in store. We're in the summer. We'll be coming off the summer months where there will be definitely people back from vacation at these respective companies, and therefore volume will also change, I think, for the positive. And then uh, as we start building up in the fall for the holiday season and whether or not we'll have a good 
retail um, sales. I think that's also based on GDP, uh, consumer confidence where it is today, and discretionary spend. I think that the fourth right. quarter will be a, a, a good quarter for the non-manufacturing sector and the overall economy, unless something, uh, some anomaly takes place or something catastrophic takes place. That's the only caveat I put in, in, in front of this. Other than that, I think this sector is going to continue to reflect uh, the continued growth that we've seen over the past uh, uh, 106 months, uh, and uh, the economy will, I think, uh, keep moving forward. Uh, I agree, and uh, Tim and I talked to a lot of economists uh, during the course of the month, and they have, some of them have a favorite expression. And they go on and on about what, what's happening in the economy, and then they come to the unless word. And unless means <laughs> what you just said, unless something comes up that's catastrophic. So nothing is permanent, nothing is definite. Uh, there is another tool that I use, and I think that our listeners might, if they're not aware of it, they should tune into it. And that is the machine tool uh, sales uh, index. Uh, the that seems to be a three to six month indicator of what's coming online in manufacturing. So they typically their numbers they don't put the numbers together for almost two months after the month that they're reporting on. But I guess if they're reporting on something that's a three to six months out into the future, it doesn't make any difference. But I always look at that number, and if machine tool orders are are good or very good today, that means in six months from now, things are going to be cooking. And if you ever overlay them onto one another, you'll see that it's it's very close to being a serious precursor to what's coming. Well, that's great. And I, I've always felt that manufacturing and the manufacturing sector has led into any uh, economic expansion as well as led into any kind of recessionary period. So I've always firmly believed that even though it's the smaller piece of the economy, it does provide uh, the most forward insight as to what you see transpiring uh, overall for the economy. Right. Well, as you know, uh, you know, manufacturing represents about a third of the, uh, I'm sorry, about 12% or so of the economy. But when you look at the upstream downstream aspect of it, it comes out to about a third of the economy. So it, it is a significant number, no matter what way you look at it. Absolutely. So, Anthony, what do you what do you got for me? It's, uh, give me a give me a wrap up golden nugget that we can quote you. A wrap up golden nugget. Well, I, as I've mentioned, the non manufacturing sector, even though we've had this cooling off for the month of July, fifty five point seven, still on track. Uh, based on respondent comments, they're optimistic, cautiously optimistic about business conditions in the economy going forward. We still see that uh, there's uncertainty as it surrounds the trade uh, agreements, trade tariffs that are out imposed now and potentially in the future. However, we've not had clarity just yet as to what will be settled, whether it be with the EU or how we things materialize uh, with China. But putting all that aside, uh, 
correlating it back to our semi-annual forecast and what the report's telling us today and possibly going forward that we'll see continued growth in the non-manufacturing sector as our respondents remain uh, cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think on that uh, happy note, we're going to take a, a quick break, uh, and we'll be back in just a moment. Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back. How do you keep your business humming? Where do you go when you're looking for quality suppliers of new equipment, components, MRO supplies, repair services, or even raw materials? 30 years ago, you would have turned to the Thomas Register. Today, those big green books are better than ever at thomasnet.com, industry's leading platform for product sourcing and supplier discovery. You can easily find that local machine shop, national distributor, OEM, or any supplier having the right quality certification. Fast and free. You can even get to specific products, components, or downloadable 3D CAD drawings simply by entering specifications or part numbers. There's a reason thomasnet.com has become the go-to supplier discovery tool for procurement professionals and engineers. There's simply no other resource like it, and it's all free. Go to thomasnet.com today and see how top-notch supplier discovery doesn't have to put a dent into your bottom line. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Okay, uh, Anthony, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show again this month, and uh, uh, we're we're looking forward to some of your pearls of wisdom next month, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you then. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. I appreciate it, and it's always good spending time with you, and uh, hopefully we'll see uh, Tim back uh, with you next month. Yeah, he sure, he sure will be, because it'll probably be my turn to go on the road. But oh, when's event, my turn? Uh, and <laughs> well, you can't have the yellow jacket and a turn to go out on the road. So okay, it's one of the it's one or the other. Okay, you got it. I'm there. All right, Anthony. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next month. Uh, in the meantime, you. I just want. Sure. And I just wanted to remind everybody about our two shows, uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have WAM, Women and Manufacturing, on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for those of you who don't know about WAM, uh, it's a fairly new show of ours. It started November last year. Uh, and we have uh, accomplished women hosts uh, interviewing accomplished women who have really succeeded in 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 their careers and in within their industries and they seem to be continuing to do that being that this is the year of the woman and uh, I think the manufacturing sector is beginning to realize that you know, we have skill shortages. We don't have enough people. So let's take a look at the women. They're smarter than we are. Just give it up. You understand that women are a smart group of people, and my wife didn't tell me to say that. So until next week, uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll be in our usual spot next Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank you all. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.